Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning into the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into the week three of the NFL, uh, in particular, the Bills-Dolphins game. Crazy ending in that game. A lot of miscues by the Bills. We also had a, a butt fumble uh, off a punt uh, for the Dolphins. Uh, so a lot of weird stuff in that game. Uh, and then, of course, we're gonna also going to have our Fickner Cup Fantasy League of Champions segment uh, with a week two uh, review and a week three prediction slash power rankings. Let's get after it. Riddle Me That is brought to you by PointsBet. If you haven't done so already, download the PointsBet app uh, and type in this promo code YOUNGCS13. That's Y-O-U-N-G-C-S-13. If, you, if you're a new user, you put this code in. You get two risk-free bets, one standard bet, one points bet. You don't even have to go to the casino. You can do it right off your phone. I did it. My friends have done it. If you're looking to get back in the game or you're looking to bet during football season, this is the way to do it. Uh, it's, a, it's a great app, too. Points bet, I use it. Uh, you can sync your bets into the Action app if you post your bets on the Action app. Uh, fun way to get in, into the action with the boys. Uh, I, I highly recommend it. Week three of the NFL in the books. Uh it's one of those things where football is so funny, man. You look forward to it all week, and then it just happens. And you're on the couch at 10.30. You're setting your lineups. You're ordering your food. You're getting your spot on the couch. Uh, and then it's just over. And, and, and it's just like you're, like, grinding all that Sunday. You're like, damn, it's already 7 o'clock. I've been watching football all day. Uh, but there's no better feeling like it. Uh, especially when you have, you know, a sloppy slate like we had again last week. You know, some good games, but some last couple weeks have been – I mean, it's weird. It, in the beginning of the NFL, you just don't know who's going to end up good. I mean, you get that feeling, right, of, like, who you think is going to be good and who you think is going to be the bad. But, like, you don't know until I feel like week 8 to week 10 range to see if you got a team that can contend. Uh, but it, it's not about that. It's about the fantasy. It's about the betting, right? It's about the atmosphere. You know, you have to take it week by week. You can't look forward into the future. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to Million Dollar Marco. If you don't know who this is, learn to know the name. Uh, Cash is bets. Hit another $3 million parlay this week. Uh, Came down to the Denver. He put 65 k on this bet. Uh, And, you know, he had, had, like, Gophers money line from college football on Saturday. And then he had, like, Colts money line, Jacksonville money line, Ravens money line. And then the last bet he needed, Denver plus one and a half. They won 11 to 10. What a cash for Marco. Uh, if you guys don't follow his podcast, 100X Club uh, is the name of it. Or you can just go on YouTube, just bet R slash Marco. The podcast comes up. It's him and Tony Sharp. They go over all their, their, you know, their, their locks for the week. And they also give out one parlay each week, uh, which is why they call it the 100X Club. Uh, I put 10 on it to win 975 last week. One leg off from cashing. Literally, we hit seven out of eight legs. 
The only leg that didn't hit was the Washington Commanders' money line. So, of course, you know, they got wrecked by the Eagles, so you knew it was over. But, of course, every other leg cashed. Uh, so, prayers up for that, brother. But I'm going to keep taking them. You know, they're, they're, they're fucking entertaining podcasts. Um, you actually, I mean, I would wait to put in your NFL bets until you watch this podcast because these are literal sharps that are betting for free for you on the podcast um, to give you what they think. I mean, I'm going to wait, I think, every week until I see what they like. Uh, or, you know, maybe I'll make a couple picks that I like and then I'll check the podcast review. But I think, you know, for, especially for the NFL, I'm so heavily involved. Might as well be on the right side with these guys. Uh, the type of betters that you'll bet on that you'll be like, oh, like I'll, I'll lose on that pick. Like, I don't want to be on the other. There's nothing worse than betting and then realizing that someone like Marco is on the other side of you. You just know you're screwed. Uh, but let's go into the week three of the NFL. Uh, I do want to start right off with uh, the Dolphins-Bills game. I thought that was the most entertaining game, uh, especially being a noon slate. 21-19 Dolphins, right? And this is a game where the Bills uh, were better than the Dolphins in every offensive category, essentially, right? They had, like, 10 more first downs, a ton more yards, but it's all about the score on the scoreboard at, at the end of the day. And, you know, the Dolphins were literally, <laughs> literally punted off their own guy in the end zone, safety, uh, but it all comes out of the Bills' uh, play call at the end of the half. Both halves, both with the chance to hit a field goal, not being able to get out of bounds, ultimately not be able to get a playoff or spike the ball. Um, you know, an image or a video that you'll see for a long time is the Bills' offensive coordinator freaking out in the booth once they lost it. So there was 13 seconds left in the game, right? Josh Allen throws the ball off to McKenzie. He's sprinting around. He can't get out of bounds. Gets tackled like seven seconds left. He's, he's on the far sideline. You know, at that point, if you can't get out of bounds, you just got to go down so you can get the ball into the middle hash mark. Um, they had no timeouts left. Wasn't able to get the ball hiked off. Pretty, pretty rough ending for the Bills. It's one of those games in Miami, man, where it was hot, sun everywhere on that opposing uh, sideline. So of course, you know the home team gets the shade. The opposite team doesn't. The Miami is always so tough to play at home, especially. In the beginning of the season. Uh, but give a credit to the Finns, man. They are 3-0 right now. Beating teams like the Bills, the Ravens. I mean, they are... It looks like they're for real. Now, right? It's three weeks into the season. This is a total... It's a classic where, of course, now everyone's going to be like, Oh, the Finns. The Finns, right? So don't... Don't overhype them yet, right? You got to wait. Um, but... I do think this is the best Dolphins team I've seen in a long time. With Waddle, Tyree Kill, and Tua all on the same page, I like what the Dolphins are doing. Um, they, they do have to play a tough Cincinnati team at Cincy on Thursday. Let's see. With Tua being – Tua and Waddle are questionable right now. So we'll see what their status is for Thursday. Um, but I do like the direction that, that the Finns are going. Um, you know, always a question mark. Down in Florida. Uh, let's see if the Finns can continue what they started. Uh, Jaguars, Chargers. Man, Jaguars giving it to the Chargers this week. 38 ton. Uh, it's, it's obvious that Herbert's hurt right now. I mean, he is. He hurt his ribs. You know, he's going to be in pain for a, most of the season, it sounds like. So he's going to really have to, you know, or the whole coaching staff is going to figure out how they're going to go from here. Eckler hasn't done anything yet. You know, Keenan Allen's been out. So the Chargers. At one and two now, you know, Bosa hurt. They're 
it's dangerous territory right now for them. They're playing at the Texans next week. They're going to need to step it up. Jaguars, on their hand, I mean, watch out for the Jags. Uh, the James Robinson ETM backfield, Trevor Lawrence, that sexy young defense that they have, young defense. I like what the Jaguars are bringing to the table. Uh, they already, you know, pr- pretty much almost have as many wins as they did last year. So look for the Jaguars. You know, they're at they're at the Eagles next week. So that's a interesting game. Eagles being undefeated so far. Jaguars 2-1. and one. Jaguars just broke their 18-game road losing streak. So we will see if they can make it two in a row next week. Rams-Cardinals. Uh, it's kind of a gross game. 20-12 to 12 Rams. Always kind of in control in this game. Cardinals is not looking good at all. Can't get anything going on the uh, on the run game. Kyler Murray looks sloppy. Rams, you know, nothing crazy by the Rams this week, but they did, you know, they did put the hammer down. They did what they had to do to get a dub in Arizona, which is a never easy place to do. Rams two and one now on the year. Bear down. Bears against the Texans, 23-20 Bears. Justin Fields with about a you know zero percent you know passer rating, but gets the dub. Uh didn't Really know if the Bears would squeak this one out. The, it did look like Houston was going to get it done, but a couple of costly turnovers by Davis Mills. Uh, Damian Pierce looks good now as, as a lead back in Houston. Uh, but the Bears, ultimately, even with Montgomery going down, Herbert came in, got it done. I like what the Bears are able to do. They're 2-1, which they usually, you know, they always start off hot. So we'll see if the Bears can continue uh, what they started. They play the G-Men next week, so definitely an, another capable win for them. Um, but, you know, bear down. We're 2-1, and one, tied for at least a division share right now. So, live it up, Chicago. Uh, Texans uh, play the Chargers next week. Still looking for their first win on the season. Titans. This is a game right here, you know, it's like a game where you feel like you got to win. You know, it's 2-0-2 teams going at it, Titans Raiders, both with playoff, you know, aspirations. And it was the Titans getting that 24-22 win over the Raiders. Raiders, the only team that are 0-3 so far this year. The Texans are 0-2-1, so they're not winless. Or I guess they are winless, but they, you know, they do have one tie. So they're not hopeless yet. Raiders, I mean, it's just interesting. You get Devontae Adams, you think that you're onto something this year, and it's just looking sloppy right now in Vegas. A uh, new coach and Josh McDaniel, uh, they need to pick it up. I mean, you, I still believe that they can do it. Uh, but it's like, you know, going 0-3, I mean, you're already writing yourself a dead sentence going 0-2. 0-3 is a whole different ball game. We'll see how the Raiders end up. Titans, huge win for them. I think they're, you know, the same vote. I mean, their division sucks, right? If Jacksonville right now is leading your division, you definitely can get back into it. So I'm not worried about the Titans yet. Um, they had a really rough loss to the Bills. Blew the first game against the G-Man. I don't know how they lost that game. So they easily could be 2-1 right now. I think the Titans get back on track. Uh, watch out. Anytime you have Derrick Henry as your running back, Tannehill, who can get it done, and Grable as your coach, you're going to be in it. Um, Chiefs-Colts. Man, this was just a classic million-dollar Marco pick right here. He was all about the Colts. He was plus five and a half, money line. Uh, here they go out, beating the Chiefs 2017. I frankly don't know how they won this game. Chiefs were in control, but Chiefs looked sloppy at times. Terrible penalties. Had an awful unsportsmanlike penalty. To keep the Colts alive. You just can't do that against a team that was hungry for a win. You know, the Colts have looked sloppy. Matt Ryan looks disgustingly old. Um, but I think they're, I mean, they still have a chance to figure it out, too. They're in that same division as the Jaguars. 
Um, you know, they have that tie that they had first week. So Colts, classic 1-1-1 one, one, and one right now. Uh, I think they, I mean, I think Matt Ryan, I don't know if he's the answer, but I think the Colts can still have a chance to figure it out this season based on the division they're in. Um, Vikings-Lions. Man, this was a game where I thought the Lions were for sure going to win. Up 14-0, not able to hold on versus the Vikings, who desperately needed this win. Had to go 2-1. and one. Could not go 1-2, and two, losing off the Lions in your own division. Um, you know, but I, I like what the Lions are bringing, man. They're bringing heart. They look good. Jared Goff looks good. Uh, defense looks pretty good. Amon Ron St. Brown, beast, right? Coach Campbell, right? He looks like he's... You know, he's still aggressive as ever, but, you know, the team looks like they, I mean, they play from heart. Watch out for that Lions team. Vikings, uh, I'm not sold on them yet, but they are definitely, I mean, 2-1. and one. They had that only loss in primetime Kirk Cousins uh, against the Eagles last week. So I think the Vikings are, as long as they're healthy. Delvin Cook did have a shoulder injury, but they have Madison. Uh, Cook should be back, you know, how he usually rolls. So I think Vikings will be fine, but obviously a lot of work to do. Ravens-Patriots. Man, Ravens just... I mean, going to New England, Mac Jones goes down at the end. Uh, it looks like Patriots are fucked. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback position uh, with Mac Jones getting his high ankle sprain. He's probably out. You know, he's going to require surgery. Ravens, though, Lamar Jackson, man, MVP candidate right up there with Josh Allen and company. I mean, he looks fucking good. I mean, it's not easy to go to New England and put up 37 points. Yeah, Grand New England might be down this year, it's, but still Bill Belichick. Um, but the Ravens and Lamar look good. Only loss in the season has been blowing it to Miami where they had a huge lead. So Ravens, you know, with Lamar not signing his new contract, looking to have a bust-out year, uh, they're on the right track to doing that. They look good. Lamar, as dangerous as ever this season. Um, Saints-Panthers. Uh, this is a gross one. Panthers getting their first win on the season 22-14. Saints, man, they do not look good. Kamara looks bad. Uh, Jameis does not look great. Play calling is weird. They don't have any receivers, right? Michael Thomas. Well, they have Olave, right? Chris Olave, a huge game last week, actually, um, as a rookie. One of the, you know, he's put up numbers. But, you know, you can't roll in with Olave and Michael Thomas, I feel like, and expect to win too many games. It's just, a, you know, they need more depth of the receiving core, uh, which is, I think, diminishing Kamara's touches and ability to run. Uh, defense looks shaky in New Orleans. Uh, they got problems down there right now, that's for sure. Uh, I'm not sold on them. Panthers, I mean, I'm not really selling them either, but, you know, one and two, keeping their season alive. Uh, a couple of, I mean, Panthers have been in a close game every week. You know, they barely lost to the Browns. Um, and then they they lost week two uh, to the G-Men, who was also a close game. They shouldn't have lost that game. So the Panthers easily can be three now. They are one and two. Um, we'll see where they go. Falcons, Seahawks. Uh, Falcons game finally getting their first win on the season, moving to one and two. Crazy game, twenty seven twenty three in Seattle. Uh, bat- battle of the grossness down there, but it was Atlanta getting the dub, uh, and and uh, again keeping their season alive. That's why I love football. Me season, like everyone's alive still, as long as you're like have some sort. Of, I mean, the Bears are two and one. I mean, this doesn't mean anything, so it's great. Packers, Bucks, the you know they got the Rogers and the Brady Bowl. Packers, 14-12 win over the Bucks. Huge win for the Pack. Sh- should have killed them. Should have went up 21-13, fumbled the goal line. Let the Buccaneers come all the way back. Score in the last second, 14-12, but not able to complete the two-point conversion. Uh, Packers win. Packers go to 2-1. Uh, looking good right now. You know, had that f- opening first week dud where they looked bad. 
Um, and now they're back. Uh, get to play a wounded Patriots team next week. Should take care of business next week. Uh, I like the Packers. Broncos Niners for the million dollar Marco parlay. 11 to 10 win. Probably the grossest game I've ever watched. I can't believe I watched the full thing. Um, at one point, the Niners were up 10 to, f- or it was 7 to 3. Jimmy G with the Dan Orlovsky safety, 7 to 5. Uh, eventually go up 10 to 5. And then the Broncos score and make it 11 10, fail a two point conversion. Two turnovers in a row for the Niners. <laughs> Broncos win. Bronco Nation, they are 2 and 1 somehow. Huge win for the Broncos. Uh, Jimmy G and the Niners are, are going to have to figure it out fast. Uh, can't afford to lose too many more games in a row to stay in that division. Uh, and then last night we had Cowboys G-Men. Uh, another gross game, but a lot more scoring in the second half. It was the Cowboys beating the G-Men for the third straight time, 23-16. Uh, I thought when Saquon broke off, scored a touchdown to go up 13-6, the G-Men would get it done. Weren't able to. The Cowboys, huge win for the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys and the G-Men both 2-1. and one. Uh, Eagles 3-0. I mean, that division right there, a couple of... A couple of these divisions are going to be up for grabs. I mean, they're gross divisions, but you love to see that making games more meaningful down the stretch. A flick of the week this week. All right, so I'm taking it from the NFL, and I'm taking it to my flick. All right, flicks are very important. It's good. It, I think it's healthy to have, you know, once you get home from work or school or whatever, to have something to look forward to, right? And not to binge in one day, but to watch – you know, maybe an episode a day. Uh, Ring of Powers, or the Ring of Power, or Rings of Power. Rings of Power, yes. The Rings of Power, the prequel to the Lord of the Rings franchise. Um, they come up with one episode a week on Amazon Prime on Friday, so I think there's five or six episodes out. I think it's really good. I mean, it got like 85% Rotten Tomatoes. Some people were like, eh. I mean, if your expectations are for it to be Lord of the Rings, it's just false. Right, so you, so you have to go into it with an open mind. I think it's very well done. I think it explains a lot of what happens before the Fellowship of the Ring, which is the first movie of the series. I was so into it yesterday um, that I watched the Ring of the Rings of Power episode. Then I watched the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, and it's unbelievable how many characters that just from watching five episodes of this prequel that I now understand in uh, the Lord of the Rings franchise. I think it's just very well done. I like that they're that they're doing this. I mean, it's just a way you know to get more Lord of the Rings in, but I think it's very, you know, when you watch Lord of the Rings, you're always like, what happened before this? And this is, this is it. I mean, if you read the books, I'm sure I, I have not read all the books. I'm, I'm sure they dive into, you know, these things, but you know, you have characters like Isildur who, you know, you know, wouldn't destroy the ring. The first one you find out his story in the beginning, you have the how you know, the, the queen of the elves, I can't even pronounce her name, but she's like the narrator in the first one. She's a main character. Um, you know, you had the dwarfs who, you know, who team up with the elves, some sort of, you know, there's always, someone's always trying to make a move in this, in this series. It's, it's cool to see, you know, where it started. Uh, and of course you got the orcs, the orcs are running around there, you know, they're trying to, you know, destroy the world. So you have everything you need. Uh, so I highly recommend watching this prequel and then watching the Lord of the Rings. I think it's a very good tie in. Uh, you won't be disappointed. I, I guarantee it. My bet of the week this week, uh, since it's Tuesday, I got to take it to the Diamond. Uh, there's no games until Thursday. I, I don't know what my NFL picks are going to be. As I said, I'm waiting for Million Dollar Marco to come out with his so I can compare. Uh, so we're taking it to the Diamond. We're doing a double money line parlay tonight. Uh, two heavy favorites. We have the Astros against the D-backs, minus 215. Lance McCullers in the mound. 
Uh, Astros are cooking right now, like 101 wins. And, you know, you think this is a time of year where they start resting your players, but baseball is kind of one of those things where, you know, you got a week or so left until the playoffs. You don't want to just, like, go into the playoffs just playing bad. So Astros are still going to bring it. I like them at home against the D-backs. Uh, and then we also have um, the New York Mets, minus 210, taking, home, taking on the Miami Marlins at home. Uh, Carrasco on the bump for the Mets, taking on Pablo Lopez. You know, Pablo Lopez, pretty good for the Marlins. But the Mets still need to win. They're only like one game above the Braves right now for the division. They want to win their division. They don't want to play in the wild card. So I I think the Mets are going to bring it. They've been playing well lately. Both the Astros and the Mets have both been playing solid. So I expect them, you know, to take care of business tonight against teams that they just are overpowered on, especially on the offensive side. So Mets and the Astros parlay, I believe it's about a plus 110 to plus 115, depending on what the odds are now. So plus money. Uh, lock it in. Let's go. It's now time for my favorite segment on the pod. The Fickner Fantasy League of Champions. Uh, you guys know who you are. Uh, if you're not part of this league, you also know who you are. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that you kind of like just have to get. Like it's either you're part of it or you're not. Uh, and us that are fortunate enough to be part of it, you know, enjoy every day. Uh, or it or, or it hurts every day. Right? It's one of the two, but... You know, when you're in this league and it hurts, you think to yourself, at least I'm not in uh, whatever that Anthony Santos set Dvorak league with Jared is. is Like, you're like, thank God I'm not in that league. Uh, so we thank, you know, we thank God every day that we're, you know, in this league of Ficht. Uh, and it, it's just an honor. It's an honor to be able to discuss this chat or discuss this, you know, this league on the pod uh, every week, it's something that I look forward to. It's something that the world looks forward to, uh, and you know. And without further ado, here we are. Here we are with a week three review analysis, a week four power rankings, and predictions. I mean, this is just what it's all about at this point of the year. You have nothing else to look forward to besides what I'm about to say. And it was a week three that was not memorable. I mean, looking at the matchups now, it's it's hard to even have any information to say. It was just kind of blowout city, uh, a lot of chalk, a lot of chalk this week. You know, I wanted some of the underdogs to get it done. They weren't able to do so. But that's not. But that's why we play each week, right? You know, s- some weeks are going to be barn burners. Some some are going to be slop. Week three was slop. Uh, which is going to lead me into uh, the week three uh, matchups here, um, starting with uh, starting with one that was probably our closest matchup here. We had Dan Fernando's Vegas son taking on the Barely Legals, uh, and it was Vegas Suns getting it done, one hundred eight to ninety four. Uh, pretty much the whole time, it looked like the Legals were going to eke it out, um, but. Huge performance out of Cordero Patterson in the flex for big ticket. 141 yards of touchdown. That's 21 points. Uh, and then a lot of just consistent 10 and 11s. You know, Najee Harris 11, Clyde 12, Diggs 10, you know, Higgins 11, uh, Folk 10, Der- Derek Carr 19.8. So, like, a lot of consistency. Um, and then just lucky for him, Aaron Jones not going off for Clyde Hands only with four this week. Justin Jefferson for two. Um you know, A.J. Dillon, four. You know, Hollywood Brown, 14 receptions, 140 yards. 
Um, without him, it would have been a rough week for the legal. So, you know, Burrow was good too, 23, three touchdowns. Thought he would have more. Uh, and then Nick Chubb with 17. So a couple of good performers for the legals, but that was it. You know, it was literally Hollywood Brown, Nick Chubb, and Burrow. Uh, so for Vegas, caught the legals on a good week, but at the end of the day, a 108-94 dub. Uh, Vegas did what it took to win. He is now 2-1 and one on the season. Huge win for Vegas after starting off 0-1-1, uh, getting two clutch wins in a row when he needed it, uh, especially with the rebuttal podcast coming out. That, you know, that earns another week for the rebuttal. Ticket is all in. Uh, watch out for that man right now. Vegas is hot. Uh, but, the, you know, that's also moving the Eagles to 1-2. and two. So, you know, Baylor Eagles back and forth right now. Loss, win, loss. Looking to get back on track next week. Uh, one and two, still an okay place to be at. You know, don't want to go to one and three, but if you can get back to two and two, you are definitely treading water. Uh, Tia's tiny tatas and Liam's tent. Another just uh, easy win for the tatas, one fifteen to ninety nine. Uh, never really close in this. A lot of discomfort coming from Nasser in the group chat this week. A lot of I hate football texts. Don't love to see that. You feel for the guy. No one loves. You know. No one loves football as much as Nasser. You know, he counters, right? Bong, jerk, chow, 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 bong, right? But Liam's tent, it just, you know, he hasn't found that mojo. I still don't know if he's given Liam his call yet. I don't know if he's ever going to. Um, but he needs to turn the season around quickly because it's fading. You know, 0-3 is just unprecedented territory. You know, in, in the NFL, when you start 0-2, it's hard to make the playoffs. doesn't get any better in fantasy when you're 0-3. Uh, but still have time for the tents. You know, he's you know did not help them. Montgomery gave him a one. You know, Logan Thomas won. He had CD in Philadelphia D, eighteen and seventeen. Um, but those were his high scores on the week. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, McCaffrey not doing shit. Debo not doing anything. Christian Kirk was good, sixteen. Um, but then on the Holman side, you know, just consistent. You know, Hurts twenty seven. Derrick Henry twenty two. A Cooper with a fourteen. Uh, Pittman in the flex with eleven. So you know, not the you know, not the best week for the Tatas based on what he's expected to put up this year, but a 115-99 will get it done, moving home into 3-0, Nasser to 0-3. Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's, uh, and the new name change, everybody. It's no longer Team Cough Daddy. It's the flaccid 2018 bums. Uh, moving to 0-3 as well. Uh, you know, not a good week for the bums. You know, I'm going to get used to saying that. The bums. I love that. The 2018 bums. Uh, you know, the Eckler-Zeke running back duo just not getting it done. Darren Waller in the flex. Or, sorry, the tight end. Uh, gross right now. Only with three. Miles Sanders with four. Uh, Devontae you know, got 11 on the touchdown. But didn't really do much. Mahomes, you know, rough game in, in the you know, Indy. You know, I don't, you know, he's not wrong with the 2018 bums category with these players. Um, it just seems like they're just a little bit past their prime right now. Um, but like I said, it, it is Team Cough Daddy, and I'm not going to give up on him yet because 0-3, like I said, is unprecedented territory. Um, but there's a lot of season left to be to be had here for him and Nasser uh, at the bottom of the league right now. But, you know, they're going to have to pick it up fast because Nato is now, you know, with this win, 2-1. Two, two and one. And, you know, really not having, a, and again, the, a typical Nato performance. I mean, he had Josh Allen for 26 Mark Andrews, 24. Saquon for 20. That's pretty much it. Uh, you know, LAD with minus six. Might need to get that figured out. Their defense is questionable right now. Uh, Cade York missing an extra point. But, you know, didn't really, you know, if if the 
if the flaccid bums are only going to put up 83, 107 is perfectly acceptable. Uh, so now I'm moving to 2-1, and one, the bums at 0-3. Uh, the Yungling, Poon Chasers, Sukun, Sukun Saloon, blah, blah, blah. The Chasers destroying the commissioner, again, with only a 107, but the commissioner putting up a 65. I mean, wasn't he the guy that was questioning our league's, you know, accountability you know, for loving football? I don't know. I mean, I can't even. Stafford for 10, Mixon for 5, Swift for 6, Allen Robinson 3, Kittle 4. I mean, this is just as gross as it gets. Uh, A.J. Brown, the only player producing on his team with 17. Uh, with the, you know, the Chasers, not a lot of huge performances either, but just a lot of consistency. You know, Youngway Koo for 12. Kelsey, 15. Metcalf, 14. Dallas, D, 10. Sutton, 13. Dalvin, 13. 2 with only 11. So, as I said, a lot of dud performances from players this week. Um, but ultimately, you know, Chasers able enough, you know, playing well enough to get it done, moving to 2-1. and Commissioner is moving to 1-2. and two. Uh, Just a really sad performance from, from, from the guys that just, you know, or from the guy that claims that he has what it takes to win. So we will see what the commissioner has in stake uh, for weeks to come, but going to have to pick it up fast. Not looking good right now. Last matchup here, another blowout here um, between Big Sam and Riddle's Revenge Tour RMT. A 126-73 win for RMT. Highest score uh, for week three. You know, with Lamar, 39.42, might win MVP. Uh, and then, you know, just a solid performance to everybody else. Damian Pierce, 17. Waddle, 13. Pitts, 11. Carolina D, 13. Carlson, 10. So, you know, Brandon Cooks in the flex with only three. Not going to get done. We're definitely moving him out of there. Uh, but I like the depth on the tours this year. Um, you know, with as I said before, having the last pick in the draft, you know, had to grind it out this year, had to get gross. And sometimes... Getting gross is just what you need. You don't want to, you know, nor did I think I was going to pick Travis Etienne in the third round. Uh, but what did that do? Force me to take James Robinson later. Um, I love the Damian Pierce edition. Uh, you know, not to go on about this team, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop right there. But we're happy where we're at in Riddleville. Big Sam, putting up Big Sam numbers. I mean, Russell Wilson with nine. Jonathan Taylor, 10. Naheem Hines with five. Tyreek, four. Evan Ingram, three. I mean, just a gross, still starting the Bears D, actually. Probably not the worst start against the Texans, but only giving them five. So, Big Sam falling to one and two. RMT, three and oh. Big Sam going to have to figure it out fast uh, if he wants to find his way to the playoffs. This leads me into power rankings for week four. Not a lot of switch up this week. I can't sit here and say we had the switch up that we had last week. Not always the worst thing, though. Um, so we're going to start at the bottom this week. We started from the top last week. We're going to start at the bottom. Uh, and, that, and that's going to be Liam's tent. Liam's tent was 10 last week. Uh, no real improvements uh, in the front office here. So Liam's tent's going to stay at 10, coming off a loss to the Tatas. Uh, at number 9, we have the same number 9. So as we had last week, Team Cough Day. That's now the 2018 Flaccid Bums. Um, the Flaccid Bums really, you know, just need to find something. I mean, they can't, they, they can't find the board right now. Going to need to pick it up uh, going into week four um, if he wants a chance to make a run. And number eight, same as last week, Big Sam. So eight through ten, none of these guys being able to come up with wins. Mo- moving to one and two is Big Sam. 
I'm still alive. You know, had that one week. You know, had that one win against Cough Daddy, uh, who's right below him. So still alive in the standings. But you know, it, it, it's gross at the bottom right now. I can't lie, it's gross. At number seven, we have someone that you know is lucky to be at seven right now. Someone that should be lower, but luckily has a win. That that is the commissioner coming off that week one win. You know, giving RMT the text, put some respect on my name. Immediately putting up duds the next two weeks. Uh, it just looks like his lineups are sloppy right now. He's making last-second decisions. Not sure where his head's at, uh, but you know he was at six last week. Moving down to number seven this week is the commissioner. At number six right here, we have someone that has dropped uh, a couple spots in the rankings. That is Mr. Matthew Kleinhans. Uh, sl- letting a win sl- sl- slip away this week to Vegas. Uh, definitely was pro- projected to win most most of this week, um, but not able to get it done at the end. Moving down two spots um, to number six, Matthew Kleinhans at one and two, um, looking to get back on track next week. At number five, we have someone that continues to climb in the RMT rankings. Uh, was at number seven last week. Moving up two spots this week, we have Big Ticket himself, Nick Pastovic. Two huge wins for Vegas. You're starting off at 0-1 this week. Uh, getting two wins when he needed it uh, last two weeks against the commissioner and Kleinhands, moving to two and one. I like what, what we have in Vegas right now. Vegas is hot. You know, Vegas is ready to, you know, Vegas is ready to make a run. You know, there's no denying that. So at number five this week, we have Nick Pastuovic, big ticket. At number four, uh, we have someone that got a huge win this week, uh, losing last week to, to RMT, uh, but re- responding this week in a big way. Uh, Mr. Luke Lieber, uh, two and one this league is now at number four in the power rankings. Was at number five last week. You know, huge bounce back win. You love being two and one over one and two. It just feels like you have so much more room to work with. Uh, so Luke Lieber at number five or at, at number four at two and one. At number three, this is where a decision is tough here. The two and three here, uh, we have two teams in. You know. Minneapolis Mike Pudos, who's the reigning champion at 2-1, only lost coming against the Tatas. And you have a team in RMT that's almost putting up, you know, he's the second highest points scored right behind Tatas, and he's 3-0. But at number three, we're going to have someone that was at number three last week, and that's RMT. Uh, You know, almost put myself at number two this week. You know, arguably could be at number two with the amount of points being scored. Um, but we're going to go with tendencies here, and that's, you know, uh, Minneapolis Mike Caputo's being 2-1, and one, his only loss coming up against the number one seed, uh, and, you know, being the reigning champion last year, I can't, you know, I can't let RMT get ahead of himself. Uh, he, you know, could be at number two, but we're putting him number three out of respect of the league. Uh, Minneapolis Mike Caputo's is the number two team. Even though he has that one loss uh, and his third in points for, you know, he's right there in points scored, defending champion, only loss coming up against Holman. Uh, so Minneapolis deserving of the number two spot. Sometimes you can't look at the rankings. You just got to feel it out. And I feel like Minneapolis still deserves the number two spot, which means at number one for the fourth week in a row is going to be Ethan Holman. That, that's got to be some sort of record. The Tiny Tatas, uh, 3-0 this year. Um, putting up numbers every week, most points scored in the league. We still don't know how we got Cooper Cup in the second round. I guess we're just a dumb league uh, at times. Um, but Holman was the preseason number one. He's currently still number one. Um, who's going to stop him? We don't know. Uh, but deserving of the number one seed, Ethan Holman, live it up while you still can.
That's all I got to say. Week four preview here. We're going to go through this really quick here. Um, let's start off with we have the Legals, the Barely Legals, taking on Luke Liebert and the Sue Kuhn, Yungling Poon Chasers. A huge matchup here. Both literally projected 107.1 each. Um, I'm going to have to go with the Legals here. I'm taking them as a pick em. Um you don't want to play the pick'em or the, the pick'ems. You don't want to take, you know, play the legals coming off a loss. Um, I think, you know, I see these teams, you know, fighting, you know, not only to get in the playoffs, but for seeding later in the season. Uh, I like the legals to get back at two and two, especially being at home. Tough matchup here. It could go either way, but I'm taking the legals this week. Uh, so whatever Lebo bias you think I have, Pastovic, you can throw that out the window as I'm taking them to lose this week. Big Sam taking on the commissioner. Uh, this might be the first time I've ever seen this. I'm taking Big Sam in this matchup. You know, he's favored in this matchup. You know, I think the commissioner is flustered. I mean, the fact that Big Sam is heavy favorites on the road just means that the commissioner just doesn't know what he's doing right now. I don't. I, I think he doesn't know where his head's at. Um, we love Big Sam in this matchup coming off a loss. Uh, I think Big Sam, no pressure on him right now. He's playing with nothing to lose. Playing to prove something. I like Big Sam on the road. Uh, looking to move the commissioner to 1-3 and three and Big Sam back to 2-2. Two and two. Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun. Big ticket review. Taking on the Tiny Tatas and Ethan Holman. Uh, very interesting matchup here. Um, Tatas, 8-point favorites on the road. Uh, I think I'm going to take uh, the Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun's points. But I think the Tatas are going to get it done. Uh, I think just a little too much firepower. But this would be a statement win for Vegas. So don't be surprised. I think all the Sharps are going to be on uh, ticket this week. Uh, I think uh, that Holman will be getting a lot of the money on the like through the public. But I think the Sharps are on Vegas. You know, I'm changing my mind. I think big ticket gets it done this week. Uh, taking the points and I'm sprinkling on the money line. Uh, I think Tatas are due for a loss. It's tough to win more than three in a row. Uh and I think that uh, Ticket has what it takes to get the upside here, moving himself 2-3-1. and one. Riddle's Revenge Tour, RMT, the last matchup here. Um, actually, we have one more matchup, sorry. Um, but taking on the Flaccid 2018 Bums, uh, intriguing matchup here. Uh, RMT, heavy favorites on the road. A lot of heavy favorites on the road this week. Um, Bums, desperate for a win here. I mean, they would would do anything for a win, I think, this week. Um, but I'm taking RMT. I think there's just too much firepower going. Uh, I just said, you know, I don't love taking 3-0 teams. Um, but we love the depth on the team this year. Like the, like the projections for next week. I think the Bums, they're you know desperately trying to change the name right now. Desperately trying to get a win. Uh, I think it's a close matchup, but I think ultimately it's RMT. Uh, putting the nail in the coffin at the end, moving himself to 4-0, and moving the bums to 0-4. Um, and the last matchup here, uh, it's a matchup where, you know, it's another team that's desperate for a win, uh, and that's Minneapolis Michael Puto's going up against Liam's tent. Uh, the Caputos, you can't bet against the Caputos here. Um, I really, you know, what a tough schedule for... Uh, Liam's tent and Team Cough Day. Liam's tent going up against Holman last week, going up against Nato this week. Uh, Coughlin going up against Nato last week, going 
going up against RMT this week. Tough schedule. I'm taking Minneapolis here. You know, I think again a lot of another heavy favorite on the road, um, but I think you know I just don't think Liam's tent. You know, until they do, you know, an interim head coach or you know they change up the front office. I don't think they have what it takes to get it done. I'm taking the Caputos uh, in pretty easy fashion. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Big week of football coming up. Uh, week five of college football, week four of the NFL. Uh, grab a seat. It's getting cold outside. Put the fire on. Close those windows. Get those blankets. Get the popcorn. Get the wings. Watch some sports. Everyone deserves it. I love you all. Real Daddy, he's out. <laughs>